0: Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Power
1: Rangers!
2: (laughs) Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is Episode 7 of the Jetman with a Golden Gun, the Internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Chojin Sentai Jetman. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is
0: my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm well, man. Had a good day today. It's beautiful out. I gotta rake my leaves, but, you know, whatever. All right. That wasn't funny. I'm I, I just, feel like I'm just runs, looking I out the like window and I have like a bajillion leaves in my yard. Well, you had
2: a great day. <laughs> and you have to rake the leagues. I feel like that sort of covers the breadth of the human experience. Uh, Dave, today we are going to watch episode 7. It is titled, Reuse Marriage? Ooh, okay. I'm in. Uh, and in case you are wondering, yes, that is another marriage plot in the course of, what, three weeks?
0: Y- uh, yes. it's a It's a
2: marriage-heavy show early on. Anyway, before we get into that, Dave, we need to hit our officially award-winning officially. segment... Shining in the heavens, there are five stars. And what is our first star of the week?
0: Uh, our first star of the week is... Uh, we're very happy to have a special guest with us today. Hello.
2: Yes, uh, please welcome Michael from the Ranger Danger podcast. Hello.
1: Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, Hello, Michael, I- thanks for Michael, uh, thanks for being with us. That's okay. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Oh, it, it is our pleasure. Uh, we... Uh, listeners we have been trying to have Michael on this show for I think a month.
1: What? Yeah, it feels like it's oh, been Oh, it's about been
2: a month. more than a month. Yeah. Cuz we I think we had originally made plans <laughs> while we were still doing Die Ranger.
0: Oh yeah, yes. actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's actually so,
2: been more than a month
0: in that case. Uh,
2: but uh as it turns out, uh scheduling three people's uh time across a number of hemispheres is a lot more difficult than I had initially given it credit yeah, for. Yeah, I'd like to
1: also blame yeah, we- my co-host, Matt, for being a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, that... I think that's fair. Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so, welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast, Ranger All right, Danger?
1: so, uh, yeah, I'm Michael. Uh, our podcast, Ranger Danger, is basically the podcast that you guys are doing, but instead of doing... An actually good show. We're covering Power Rangers instead, <laughs> so we're about oh. yeah, yeah. It's that bad. <laughs> um, we're about a hundred episodes in, so the oh, show's man. kind of hit its stride. Almost, maybe. Uh, luckily, that's a
0: lot of. That's a lot of episodes, it's, man.
1: It's a lot of episodes. Uh, we just hit two years a couple of weeks ago. Ah, Um, congratulations. Thanks. And uh, yeah, so luckily to save our sanity, at the same time, we're also covering the new episodes of Dino Charge as it airs. So that's the the current season of Power Rangers.
2: And that's actually good, right? Uh,
1: Look, it's not like the best television show you've ever seen. (laughs) It's still like a Saturday morning children's television program, but it's a pretty good season of Power Rangers, yes.
2: I am I mean compared to the other episodes that you're watching and, it's autom I mean it's automatically better cuz it doesn't have Rocky.
0: Absolutely. Rocky. Michael, I'd like to offer you a special thanks for even you've clearly been doing this longer than we have. Uh and I am just super stoked that you guys did not hit
1: on Die Ranger <laughs> before we did. Yeah, so like we've kind of covered all of the episodes that used Die Ranger footage. I think we've got the last couple coming up, but uh, we've done a couple of of specials where we watch episodes of the Sentai, and I think we've done one or two Die Rangers. but, I mean- I know
0: that you- uh, I've heard your episode that you guys did on Farewell, the Three Stooges. Yeah,
1: that was a good piece of television, so I'm very hopeful about it. Yeah, that's-
2: that that's top 3. That is top 3 episodes of Die Ranger. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you really jumped in at a solid solid high point. Yeah, I mean, we would happened to watch I think the the Soccer 3 Stooges episode and Matt that's Fell in love with Company President Gravestone. And then uh, so say we are. And then I found yeah. out that there was one where like he faked his death or died and came back and I was like, yeah, we have to watch this one. You yeah, you have to watch. Yeah, that's amazing.
2: I'm still not sure if those guys faked their death or if they literally got rejected from hell for being losers. It's very
0: I, I like I'm pretty solid in got rejected from hell camp. Like that makes a lot of sense, especially I mean, because the world of of that show literally gets fished out of hell. I don't think Die Ranger Hell is real difficult to get out of.
2: Yeah, I mean, it exists about 10 feet below any quarry, so... (laughs) Anyway, these jokes all make a lot of sense if you listened to our previous season, Live and Let Die, Ranger. If you are new to the Jetman program... uh, Welcome. Welcome, and I'm sorry that we're telling jokes that you don't understand. Um, Anyway, so, Dave, what then is our second star of the week?
0: Okay, Matt, our second star of the week is the circus. Like, I just got back from Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey Circus, maybe 15, 20 minutes before we started airing, doing this episode. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to the circus in like 15 years, and it was incredible.
2: Does it remain the greatest show on earth?
0: Dude, it's, yeah, it might. Like, it's pretty amazing. Okay, so highlights. First of all, there are totally animals they have elef- They have trained elephants. They had trained tigers. There was a dude in a cage with, like, I think, 50- I'm not joking. I think, like, 15 tigers. That's a lot of tigers. A lot I mean, of in tigers. In any
2: circumstance, that's a lot of tigers.
0: Yeah, but they were cool, I guess. The weird thing about tigers is I have cats, which you know, and I may have mentioned in the past. But uh, cats are just cats. Like... Like, cats are just cats. Like, some of them are tigers, and they weigh, like, 900 pounds or something, but they're still just a cat. Like, I was looking at those cats, and I was like, oh, yeah, my cat totally does that, which was really funny for me. But there were elephants. There were tigers. They had, like, a poodle act, which was a little bit weird, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh Yeah, they I followed.
2: Mean, I-, <laughs> I feel like that's a real step down. Like, you've got... Lions, tigers, and bears—oh my! And also a couple of poodles strike around. I
1: definitely open with the poodles.
0: They didn't. They opened yeah. with the elephants, and then they went to tigers, and then finished with poodles. Ooh.
2: That is one hundred percent the wrong yep. direction.
0: Yeah, they they biffed that one. But okay, so how the circus works? If you've never like if you've never been to the circus, here's how it operates. There's the clowns, which are uh, basically lame. Sorry, if you're a clown, like, I'm sure it's very difficult to do, but it's not like the impressive part of the circus, right? But all the impressive parts of the circus have, like, a lot of setting up to do. So what they do is the clowns come out, and they do some, like, janky nonsense, and then while the lights are on them in, like, one part of the arena, they're setting up the cool stuff on the other side, and then you see the cool part, and then while they tear that down, there's more clowns. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So they finished the tiger act, and then like while they were setting other stuff up, there was like a trained poodle act, which, like those poodles were adorable. Like I'm not gonna lie, but they weren't. But like, they're definitely pound. like the
2: screensaver of like yeah. circus acts.
0: Yeah. But we almost watched a dude die.
2: That's a fun way to spend your afternoon. <laughs> well, okay. I guess. I mean, he
0: didn't. He did. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. Almost watching someone die accounts for like probably eighty five percent of human entertainment, maybe more before the invention of the television slash radio. That's a so fine how way. I mean, how
2: did this person almost die?
0: Okay, so he didn't die. By the way, if he had died, I wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, I probably would be talking about it, but not like this. So it was. Well, a sure, giant... you're not a sociopath. Yeah, right. Uh so he had like a giant. Pendulum thing. Sure. Okay. And so on one side, it's like a big hoop ring that's like wide enough for him to stand inside, right? And on the other side of it is like a giant weight with me so far. And it's the whole thing is rotating around a central axis. And so he's doing tricks like inside the ring. So he's sort of like in free fall for parts of it and then he'll catch himself on the ring. Does that make sense? I think like so. Like the ring is spinning around and he's doing tricks inside the ring.
1: Okay. Yeah. I
0: I
2: I think I'm catching the vision here.
0: Right. And so at one point though, he steps like he steps outside of the ring. So before if he had like biffed it, he just would have landed on the inside of this of this giant like spinning ring, okay? It wouldn't have been pleasant. But, like, he would have lived, probably, right?
1: Right. Sure.
0: Oh, so, by the way, so the top of this ring gets about, like, 40 feet in the air. Right. So then, yeah, he climbs outside. So now he's just standing on it, and as it's rotating, like, as the arm on which this ring is is built is rotating, he is, like, walking along the top of the ring- I'm not describing this well, but it's incredible. So at one point he pulls out a jump rope. Like you do. Yeah. And this dude starts jumping rope on a ring that is spinning and like a 40-foot radius, like 40 feet up in the air. And on his first go-around, like he caught his back foot on the jump rope oh, and no. like almost went down. He caught himself. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But he caught himself, like, it was cool. But <laughs> Matt, our friend Ben, was with, at the Circus with us, and he recorded it. And you can just hear me in the background of his recording, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to back up from the mic to, to recreate my reaction for you, because it was really loud. So, you can just hear me in the background just doing this. Oh! Oh! What? What? <laughs> oh! And it's just that for, like, five minutes. <laughs> it was amazing. So, uh, yeah, man, go to the circus. Like, it's apparently on tour. Go to the circus. Just go to the circus. It was, like, $25. Was so worth it. It's It still might be the greatest show on earth. It was pretty incredible. So I could keep talking about the circus. But, uh, but, but instead... let's move on. <laughs> We've got a bunch of stars. So what, Matt? is our third Star of the Week.
2: Our third Star of the Week is, if you recall last week, I had mentioned that I wanted to watch some Halloween monster movies, right? Yeah. Tis the season. And and I wasn't able to get a hold of, you know, like Frankenstein or Dracula or whatever, but I did watch a few things. dumb, but yeah. Uh, I watched, there is a movie from the mid-70s, I think, uh, called... It has one of two titles. I, okay. I couldn't quite figure out which was the actual title. It was either called Count Yorga Vampire, Count Yorga, comma Vampire, or The Many Loves of Count Yorga, comma Vampire.
0: Mm. I feel like number. So, I hope it's
1: number two. Yeah, definitely I'm go number two is a better one.
0: <laughs> so it's
2: it's this like cheesy seventies vampire movie, um, and the beautiful thing of it is. The idea, I guess, is that they have reset the general idea of a Dracula story, like, in Los Angeles. Theoretically, oh, because they wanted to modernize okay. the story, but I think more practically, because it's such a low-budget thing that they do not have the money to pretend <laughs> that this is anywhere other than Los Angeles. Oh,
1: amazing. That, it, so, it wait, began, was it like... So it be, is this like no, hippie?
2: Is this
0: like a hippie Dracula? No, is that's he... the
2: thing, is, like, everyone around him are, like, 70s Los Angeles people, but Count Yorga himself is, like, a straight-up, like, tuxedo, <laughs> cape, and medallion, <laughs> like, Dracula vampire. It's awesome. <laughs> he lives in, like, a big evil castle in Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> does, does Count Yorga get high by drinking hippie blood? Uh, no, that would be amazing. That's a real uh, lost opportunity, I think.
2: No, it's a lot of, like, hypnotizing women and bringing them over to his mansion uh, so that he can turn them into the many loves of Count Yorga. Oh,
1: that's just an ordinary day in Los Angeles, isn't
2: it? Oh, sure. There <laughs> I is think... a, a butler who might
0: be a wolfman. I'm Yorga's still a little unclear. Is Count Yorga also a casting agent? <laughs> Cause
1: I think that's a um, thing
0: that casting agents do.
1: I'm sorry, his butler is a wolfman?
0: <laughs> Possibly.
2: I think his butler might be a wolfman, but you never see him transform.
0: Um.
1: Because
2: they they talk about wolfman and like he is in the frame pretty heavily. But they never we never actually get a like full on the Wolfman, we just have like this big guy who kind of snarls. Maybe
0: they were saving uh, that. For oh, that's sequel. kind of a shame. I think there actually was a sequel. What?
1: <laughs> that's what? Of all the things you've oh, seen so I'm... far, the most ridiculous thing is that there was a sequel to this movie.
2: <laughs> There's a sequel to this movie. By the way, the end of this movie is that Count Yorga dies.
0: Oh yeah. By the way, it is followed by a sequel, The Return of Count Yorga. Amazing.
2: Uh, yes, and I think there is a third movie in which that actor plays a vampire that is kind of an unofficial sequel called The Deathmaster.
0: Master. Uh, I am looking at the movie poster, Matt, on Wikipedia, and the top of it just says Mistresses of the Deathmaster," and then the text says Sharing his hunger for human flesh, his thirst for human blood, his evil lusts that even hell cannot fulfill, Count Yorga, vampire.
2: Uh, yeah, dude, you guys should check out The Many Loves of Count Yorga Kama Vampire. Uh, it's incredible.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I also so-
2: tried to watch Monster Squad. By the way, Monster Squad, like, I have very fond memories of that movie. That movie makes zero sense. It makes less sense than Count Yorga Kama Vampire. Well, because wow. the conceit of that movie is that all of the monsters get together and these, like, four elementary school kids need to stop them. Well, like, three elementary school kids and one junior high kid who, like, smokes all the time, Hmm. which is weird for a junior high kid in a movie. I guess it wasn't that weird in the 80s. Um, The movie starts off with a series of homophobic slurs that I was totally not expecting. Awesome. And then, like, Dracula and Frankenstein come to town, a town that already contains a wolfman, a mummy, and the creature from the Black Lagoon that just already (laughs) happened to be in this town.
0: (laughs) Like, Wait, was this like a meetup, or are they just chilling? or...? Honestly,
2: like, I I did not finish watching Monster Squad, because okay. it was late, and it did not make sense, and I had to work in the morning. But dudes, Monster Squad is bananas.
1: <laughs> is it more or less bananas than Count Yorga Vampire?
2: You know, I'm actually going to say it is more bananas than Count Yorga Camel Vampire, because... At least in Count... Like, Count Yorga is a weird movie, but it's a pretty straightforward vampire
0: movie. Okay. It also
2: has, like, a weird scene where, like, people sleep in a VW bug on his property because they got reined in. It's weird movie. Anyway, but Monster Squad just... It assumes a lot of things. It assumes things like... You can buy Abraham Van Helsing's, like, personal diary at a yard sale at this one American town. Somebody has to have it, right? You know, I guess you're right, Dave. There's a lot of German immigrants
0: in America.
2: Uh, There was, you know, it assumes things like there is a giant evil castle in this town that already contains an evil amulet and traps.
0: Okay, Matt, just allow me to stand in the gap for a moment. Uh, In defense, possibly, of Monster Squad, we do live in a town where there is a house called Franklin Castle that is 100% considered to be haunted. And if you told me there was an evil amulet in it, I would believe you. So...
2: Okay, that, that is true, actually. Frank, I, I passed by Franklin Castle, like, yesterday. It is very spooky. Is it actually haunted? It is, I, um, it is uh, rep, re, Reputedly by haunted. reputation, it is the
0: most haunted
2: place in Ohio.
1: Wow. I'm looking at a photo. That looks haunted.
0: Yeah, there were apparently, like, Nazis that lived there that did some, like, weird stuff.
1: Yeah. Wait, you guys it's, live uh, it has burned... like, up the road from a haunted Nazi castle? I mean, well, okay. I wouldn't when say up the road. That way, <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you put it that way, Monster Squad moves a lot more into the realm of reasonable.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I don't live up the road from it. My friend does, and I was hanging out on her stoop the other day.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, people definitely live up the road for it, just not. Us, right
2: Weirdly, it is right next to a, um, uh, like a homeless shelter
0: Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster
2: Anyway, so uh, that's it, that's the third star <laughs> The Franklin Castle and Halloween movies uh, So, for the fourth star of the week, uh, Michael, what do we have?
1: Uh, I've been playing a lot of the new Rock Band game Like a lot Oh, okay Nice Yeah so,
2: so, so how is the the new rock band? Because I don't think I've
1: played one since about five years, it, two probably two or three. The last one came yeah, out. About say, five it's been a while. Um yeah, look, if you're a fan of pretending to play plastic instruments, it's yeah, it's it. a very good pretending to play plastic instruments game. Um and I mean oh, okay, I, yeah. I, I say pretending, but really like if you're playing the drums, you're basically just playing the drums. And if you're singing Yeah, that was you're singing, you know, like the guitar's really the only one that's pretending.
0: Yeah, everybody remember, else. Yeah.
2: Back when I used to play a lot of rock band, I was always the drummer, and I was listen, this is before they had the pro things, it was just the four yeah. like the four uh tops and the one pedal. I was an excellent drum rock band drummer. I don't think I can actually drum,
0: but man, during rock band
2: two You know.
0: Beautiful. The drums are the one aspect of rock band that I feel like if you were a really good
1: rock band drummer that that might actually carry over. Yeah, there's some some videos I've... on YouTube that you can watch of people playing like expert pro drums on songs and they they just yeah, they being the drummer. Yeah, I mean, you break in pedals. Matt, how many pedals did you break?
2: Uh, I might have broken upwards of three drum pedals. God
1: almighty, that's a (laughs) lot of pedals.
2: I I played a lot of rock band. And the first, to be fair, the first rock band pedals were just made out of plastic. Yeah, that was... And it was pretty easy to just shove your foot straight through it. Especially if you're trying to beat Run to the Hills on Expert.
0: Yeah, that was not your fault.
2: (laughs) No, that is Iron Maiden's fault.
1: (laughs) But yeah, no, just, just a good good fun game there's a couple of things kind of missing i guess there's no practice mode which is a little bit of a bummer oh really yeah but it feels like
0: you should have that yeah
1: but they have put in these new freestyle guitar solos where you like oh, that's cool instead of playing the solo on the screen you like follow some simpler instructions and do whatever you want and it makes up a solo for you
2: Oh, that's it's fun! Oh, cool. right yeah, that do you sounds... still get to like design your dude and like, like get like tattoos and clothes uh, and stuff for there's
1: them? Kind of limited options in this one. Apparently, they didn't think people cared about it, so it wasn't going to be in the game. And then they said it wasn't going to be in the game, and everyone went, "What? We really want that in the game?" So there's kind of like a bare bones version of that. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, I was very committed to that. I always... I had a rock band that all looked like characters from the X-Men. It was
0: great. That sounds pretty yeah, great. Yeah, you've got to have that option.
1: Yeah, uh, look, what they've said is that, like, this will be the only rock band game that comes out, th- like, on this generation of consoles. So... Oh, so they're ah. just going
2: to keep, like, strapping they're new things to this patching one?
1: it and building it up and making it better, so... Hopefully we see enough character customization that we can build, like, a Jetman band.
2: That, okay, I have not played a Rock Band game in a long time, but if I could actually, like, put together, like, a weird Super Sentai band and have Yellow Owl on the drums, like, I'm 100% going to do that. (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's take this home, Dave. What is our fifth star of the week?
0: Sure. Hey, Matt. Okay, so remember when I was talking about the circus, where I said I could just keep talking about the circus? Yeah. Yeah, our fifth star is the circus again. (laughs) Okay, so there was a highway. Okay, I'll just talk about like two more things, because there were a bunch. So I'll talk about three things, because there were a bunch. So at one point, they had like a big plexiglass wall and a trampoline kind of in front of the wall, okay? And so they're acrobats and they were like jumping off the top of the wall onto the trampoline and like doing backflips and then like kind of launching themselves off the wall to do more stuff. And at one point, these three acrobats started juggling themselves. What? Using the trampoline, Okay. Yeah, like, if each acrobat were a ball and the trampoline were hands, they were juggling set like, just leaping over each other. All right. But, like, 20 feet in the air.
2: Uh, That is amazing and beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. Second thing I'm going to talk about, there was, like, okay, it was, like, uh, imagine a sphere, right?
2: Okay, I'm with you so far.
0: Yeah, so it's a sphere... But it's made out of like rods. So, and there's a lot of gaps. Okay. So, like, mm, so, okay. So, there's like a ring around the outside and a ring around the top. But there's a, it's like a, think of like a jungle gym. Okay. You know, like a spherical jungle gym or a hemispherical yeah. jungle gym, right? Yep. It's, it was like that, but a full sphere, but also with like rods going through the middle. You with me so far? Okay. So then there's like five acrobats kind of in, on, and around that thing, and then they hoisted it like 40 feet up in the air, and they're like spinning around and hanging, this is not a joke, hanging by the backs of their heels. Like not hanging by their- Well, that just seems irresponsible. (sighs) Yeah. They were like, so like their feet were just pushed super far forward, and they were hanging- I just, there's another, I can't, there's no other way to say it. They're hanging by the backs of their heels, like, 40 feet over the ground. No safety net. There was, like, a, a pad that, like, maybe sort of would have stopped them from breaking their there necks. There was
2: a pad that might have absorbed some of the blood after they fell to their deaths.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. There was also a human cannonball that got launched across the arena, like, 65, maybe more feet. And landed on like a giant air pad, that was incredible. Her name was Astronautina. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. And then there was a high wire act. The remember the dude I told you about who was like doing the jump roping on like the pendulum of death, right? Yep. Yeah. He was. He was also one of the high wire guys. He was jump roping on a high wire. What? Okay. So he did. They did jump roping on a high wire. One dude. He. Like, they ha- there was four people on the high wire, and three of them, like, Crouch sat down on the high wire, and then he jumped over all three of them and, like, landed on the high wire on the other side. And their, like, finale for the high wire act was there were two dudes on the high wire, and they had, like, a shoulder harness with, like, a rod that ran between it. And then the third dude got up and balanced on that rod between the two guys who were on the high wire. And then a a a girl came and stood on that dude's shoulders. What? So it's like two dudes on a high wire. They're holding a rod. There's a dude on that rod. And then there's a chick standing on that dude's shoulders. And then they just like walked across this high wire like 30 feet off the ground.
2: And on her shoulders, a poodle.
0: Yeah, there. no, there wasn't, but there should have been. Uh, yeah, greatest show on earth. Go see the circus. It was incredible. Okay. I keep talking so. about the circus, but I actually am going to stop this time. Uh, before you go see
2: the circus, <laughs> we are now going to watch episode seven Reuse Marriage, and we will be right back. Alright, welcome back. So, we've just finished watching episode 7. Dave, why don't you give me a quick rundown on that?
0: Sure. Uh, so, we meet Ryu's grandmother, who is voracious for descendants. That's a weird way to say that. She <laughs> wants Ryu to get married, and so she sets up a marriage, it doesn't work, and they fight a Viram monster.
2: Uh yeah. Seems pretty good, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the deal. So we start off uh on a train, a very crowded train, as a woman is making her way into the city.
0: Yeah. At first okay, I know this is ridiculous, but like for half a second I was like, are we gonna see like an old lady dimension monster? And then I immediately realized that was absurd.
2: Dude, it's not any more absurd than the other things we have seen and will see in this show.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I was wrong. It's not old lady dimension. But.
2: Uh, no, it is just lady... a cantankerous old lady.
0: Right. And she like beats up on a dude for like not giving up his seat. And he's like, I don't know. He's he's completely uninterested. We immediately leave that seat. Like, we have no context for it. It's like, old lady on a train, then we're done.
2: Berating a young man for not giving her a seat, and now we're all playing tennis. <laughs>
0: right. So the jet men are playing tennis. Guy, I guess, is he like the line judge?
2: I think he's the line judge. He is also 100% uninterested. Like, if you look at his face, he is like, he is there because, I don't know. I, I imagine that they sort of have to hang out together. But guy, you can tell, would much rather be kind of anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, The Ryu and Raita are definitely wearing some, like, early 90s uh, male short shorts, which I forgot was a thing.
2: So you got uh, Ryu and Kaori on one side, and Raita and Akko on the other. Yeah. Uh, Ryu and Raita are better at tennis, I guess. Wait, I'm sorry. Ryu and Kaori are better at tennis. So, they're yeah, winning. very definitely. Uh, they are super pleased and, like, jumping up and down. We cut to Guy, who is 100%, like, not into seeing the two of them <laughs> yes, happy it's like, together.
1: It's like, uh, 30 love, whatever. So, here's the thing, right? This is my first episode yeah. of Jetman. At this point okay. still, I don't know if we've seen the Jetmen. <laughs> oh. Like, I eventually oh, figure out yeah. what's going on, but- All I've seen is an old lady hit a kid on the head on the train, and then a bunch of Japanese people playing tennis.
2: (laughs) I can imagine that would be uh, disorienting. Yeah, uh,
1: it's definitely (laughs) different to Power Rangers, I'll tell you that much.
2: Well, because they're not, they're all just wearing white tennis outfits. None of them are actually dressed in their, like, respective colors. Yeah,
1: eventually we get a close-up of Ryu, and he's got, like, red bands around his arms, or, like, red piping on his outfit. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the Red Ranger. But up until that point, this show is not explaining what's going on.
2: So far, this is just, like, tennis rangers. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that is a just that is just a thing we've discovered about Super Sentai. There is zero explanations for like anything almost ever. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. They just kind of do stuff. It's it's something that's for sure.
2: They really hit the ground running. There's not a <laughs> lot of like, because I guess with with Power Rangers they have to have like a certain amount of filler to cut around the Japanese stuff, but of yes. course in Super Sentai. You know, They're it's just all... writing the shows
1: that they want to write. It's all killer.
2: Right, it's all killer. There is no filler. <laughs> no. And so right. they just need to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so they don't have time to stop and explain to you why anything is happening.
0: And also, I think Jetman is not as good as some of the other series about color-coding the Rangers. Like, in... Die Ranger, like those dudes, are definitely color coded basically all the time. Yep. Eventually, and Jetman, it's way fuzzier.
2: Yeah, Die Ranger, Die is a little weird because like uh, Kazu has like a yellow shirt, but the rest of his outfit is all blue. Uh, so that's a little confusing. But yeah, Jetman takes a little while to get the color coding down, and Guy kind yeah. of never has his color coding down. He has like a brown jacket and a silk shirt. Is he
1: always wearing gloves? Is that a thing? Uh, He is always wearing black
2: leather gloves.
0: Right. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Even in situations where you would think that someone would 100% not want to wear black leather gloves, Guy is
1: committed to his look. Oh Well, you know, you pick something that works and you stick with it. I can respect that.
2: (laughs) Hey, listen, as someone who is at this moment wearing fingerless leopard print gloves, uh, I can dig it.
0: So the Rangers Rangers, the Jetmen. So the Jetmen, like, they they hit an errant ball, and like this tennis ball goes flying, and we follow the arc of the tennis ball, and it hits that same old lady from the train in the head, <laughs> and she like falls over, which seems extreme, but whatever. Oh, she was surprised. So Ryu comes running around the corner and he's like, Oh ma'am, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe that hits you, like, my apologies, blah, 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 blah. The old lady hears none of it. She starts, like, hitting Ryu, and then, like, judo throws him. Like, <laughs> straight up, like, an over-the-shoulder hip throw.
2: It's and What's more amazing is, okay, he's on the ground, and he looks up, and he recognizes that it's his grandmother. She looks down... And, like, recognizes that it's him and just starts cackling uncontrollably that she's just flipped her grandson over. <laughs> like, she so, loves
0: it. Like, first of all, how do you not recognize... Because this is not, like, a brief exchange. It's I mean, okay, it's not extended. But they're definitely going back and forth for, like, seven or eight seconds. I mean, she's
1: come to I see cannot imagine him. a universe... Like, yeah, she knows who he is. She must be looking for him. Maybe yeah, she's just there. Yeah, I that's why she's there.
2: Maybe she's just desperate to flip somebody.
1: Yeah. Oh, Dude, I, get, I hope oh. so.
2: Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> she finishes laughing at Ryu, and uh, it cuts away yet again, and now they are in a restaurant.
0: Yeah. And so she is telling Ryu in this restaurant, she says, oh, Ryu. And he's like, well, you know, granted, it's good to see you, but you know, like, why are you here? Is, you're not. This is not where you're from. So she has traveled in from wherever it is that Ryu is from to the big city.
2: Which turns out, yeah, and, it turns out that Ryu is from the
0: countryside. Right, which we did not know. And the other rangers, they're going to say it in a second, but they say, oh, I didn't know Ryu had an accent. And I obviously, like, didn't catch it. But I guess when Ryu is talking to his grandmother, I guess he just has, like, a kind of a redneck accent? Like, Japanese redneck accent? I don't know what that sounds like.
2: I don't know. I mean, it was imperceptible, but I have no idea what they're saying anyway, so.
0: Right. So she says, Ryu, I am here because I have arranged a marriage for you. Ryu is totally surprised Now, Mugly, you don't know this, Mm -hmm. but Ryu, up until seven episodes ago, had a very serious lady friend who died in like the first five minutes of the first episode.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, she got sucked out into space and then and has since been transformed into the lady Viram Commander, who you will see later in the episode.
1: Wait, what? Oh yeah, that lady. So, the the Red <laughs> Ranger, let's say... Yes. He was, like, in a serious relationship with a lady. She yep, got that, sucked yep. out into space... And sure. became yep. a crazy, like, white headdress evil lady. Yeah, you got it. This is episode yeah, you're, seven? Yeah, banging on all cylinders.
2: Oh, yeah, we found out about <laughs> this, like... I mean, it's the same actress. So, if you are an eagle-eyed watcher, you would have noticed it early on. But, um... If you didn't notice it, then it's very explicitly mentioned. I think it's like episode five.
0: Yeah, I think that's correct. Wow. Like the first time that Ryu meets, I actually can't remember the Vyram leader's name. Uh, Maria. Yeah, the first time Ryu meets Maria, he's like, Rie? What? And she, oh, by the way, we don't know if she knows about her past because she (laughs) has not said anything that would indicate that she recognizes Ryu. Correct. So we don't know if it's Rie from another dimension
1: or what. Right. This show is insane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, So,
0: so Granny, I don't know if Granny either, A, doesn't know that Ryu had a girlfriend, B, doesn't know that she's dead, or C, like, kind of doesn't care about any of it. And has just decided to set this whole thing up.
2: I am choosing to believe that she knew about Rie, found out that she died, and decided to give Ryu the space of about seven episodes to (laughs) grieve. And now it is time for her to get some grandchildren.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, two months is long enough to get over a girl, right? He should be fine. Right.
0: And it's not like she's really gone. She's just been transformed into the arch enemy of your, like, super team that's trying to destroy Earth. So, you still have, like, a relationship. That's true. I mean, she's still in his life. It's like a weird ex, though, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, they look outside, and they see a kid... Get sucked. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I totally boofed that.
2: I was going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because what happens now is that the other Jet men, who are also at the restaurant, but like at another table, have crowded around to see the picture of the woman that Granny has hooked uh, Ryu up with. And now we've got a couple of reactions here. Some of them are saying like, oh, she's pretty. Guy, like the look on his face throughout this whole episode like, he was not into the tennis. Everything else, he loves. He loves Ryu's grandma. He <laughs> loves that she is trying to hook him up with some country lady. Uh, like, just the smile and, like, barely contained laughter on his face is beautiful.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> he's really into it. And they're, the rest of them are all trying to be like, oh, Ryu, we'll help you. And he's like, listen, old ladies are to be respected. And you should not disobey her wishes. Like, all of a sudden, Guy is real into social propriety.
2: Right. Well, because really what he wants... Like, Guy wants Ryu to get married off to this rando so that Ryu will no longer be a rival for Kaori's affections. Yeah, we're... Sorry... Michael, I know you're sort of just stepping into this. We are in the middle of, like, a complex love hexagon. Okay, what I was going
1: to ask is, is this a thing that had been set up before, or is that new this week? But so, that's been happening?
2: So, yeah. So, Guy the Black Condor is uh, enamored with uh, Kaori the White Swan,
0: right? Right. Kaori... She, in turn, is really into Ryu the Red Hawk. Right. Now Ryu's only love is... ...is Justice. And his
2: dead girlfriend, who is now a villain.
0: Right. So Kaori's chasing Ryu, Guy is chasing Kaori, Ryu is chasing Justice, slash his dead girlfriend?
2: And Akko just wants money. Sweet, sweet money. We haven't seen it in a few episodes, but please do not forget that she is very greedy. (laughs) Oh, Akko is the Blue Blue Ranger... Ranger, uh, blue swallow. She doesn't get much to do in this episode, but uh, she is a a high school girl. The rest of them are all, like, actual adults. Right. Right. Which is totally different than, like, later Super Sentai or Power Rangers shows. Like, in the old days, they were all adults.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they say that Ryu is 27? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, of course, it is now time for him to be giving his grandmother a descendant. So, we cut back to Sky Camp which is their no,
0: no, no. base. Real quick, Matt. Sorry. This is where I got mixed up before. Yeah. We jump to, like, there's just a kid in a bedroom listening to rock music and combing his hair.
2: Oh, yeah. And then He's he gets sucked a, into a, a cool blow-dry hair look. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. popping the collar on his denim jacket.
1: Yeah, well, you know. In you case you look,
2: had forgotten then... it's 1991.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he gets sucked into a mirror. I'm pretty sure, by the way, it is the same bedroom from last week when they po- when they fought uh, Apartment Complex Dimension Monster. Wait, no, stop.
1: Apartment Complex Dimension Monster? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they called okay, it House so, Dimension, sorry, Michael. but it Here's was an
2: how... evil apartment building.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, God, I've just seen a picture. Oh, my God. Oh, God, he's Hades in Apartment <laughs> Complex.
2: And that's what's so great is that this like that monster didn't need to grow because it was already a building.
0: Wow. I mean lovely. So to here's show. How the monsters. Yeah, isn't it good? Yeah, wow. So, here's how the monsters work in Trojan Sentai Jetman. Right. The Viram leaders who we see for like a hot second
1: Okay, remember you see, like, a robot upside down? Yeah, everyone's, like, on weird angles in a black space. Right. Those are the four Viram leaders. Right. And they have access
0: to, like, dimensional scorpion spiders that they can just latch onto anything. And then that thing just becomes a giant monster. So we've had a jet dimension monster.
2: Who was an airplane.
0: Yeah, Makes sense. we had a faucet dimension. <laughs> it was just a faucet monster.
2: It uh, um, was like absorbing people and then dripping out blood.
0: Yeah, there was a uh, a stop sign, like a like a a traffic light. light. Yeah, there's a traffic light monster and apartment complex monster, and then this is a mirror monster. Okay, dude.
2: <laughs> but, these are- some of these monsters, I, I, I really want to tell you about them, but, like, it will be better when you encounter them in the moment, <laughs> but you have not even begun to see the bonkers monsters that this show is going to throw at
1: you. Oh, dude, I cannot I mean, wait. look, I've got- like, I've got a Wikipedia page open just so I can remember everyone's names, and I can see a list of monsters coming up, and you are in for a treat. <laughs> there is some amazing stuff here. Okay, I'm I'm just going to say one.
2: Uh, There is a monster that is a giant evil cup of
0: noodles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, dude. Why did you do... Don't do that to me! Okay, that's it. I need to encounter that organically. Okay. Uh... Okay,
2: let's go back to this episode.
0: Okay, so this kid gets sucked into a mirror. So clearly like some sort of mirror monster. We cut over to space camp and the chief... Is clearly upset. Oh, Chief Michael is the sort of stern looking woman yep. in like a blue military looking. She's outfit. like in she charge their, of Jetman.
2: Yeah, she is their Zordon, yep. except that she's really useful.
0: Okay. Yeah, she's amazing. Okay, sure. She's like a yeah, she's like a martial arts master slash like total hard ass. She's great. So she is upset about Ryu's marriage. Because the Chief is
1: also in love with Justice. Right. Yeah, she thinks it's very inconvenient that he's going to get married.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean they need to right. they need to punch monsters all day every day and if he's going to be getting married to some lady, then that is totally going to get in the way. Ryu is sort of apologetic, but like he can't figure out a way to get his grandmother to listen to him. And yeah. so he's just like, well, I guess I
0: kind of have to at least meet this woman. Right. Like it's I can't say no to my grandma. And in a beautiful moment, Calrie looks at the girl like the girl's picture, and she's just like, She's not even that pretty. Like she's just clearly super upset.
2: And so at this point, like all this sort of love triangle stuff gets really said out loud. Because Akko says, like, oh, well, like Guy, of course you want this to happen so that like you will be out of the picture and Calrie will be all yours. Raita, who has not noticed any of
0: this
2: (laughs) prior to this episode, is completely caught off guard by the situation.
0: But Akko's suggestion, she says, listen, we will all work together to help ruin this engagement so that you can, like, you know, stay a full-time monster puncher.
2: Right, so all we need to do is get this girl to not like you.
1: Their plan to do that is incredible.
0: Oh, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see it in a minute. Yeah. So we cut around. We see, like, a couple mirror abductions. We see into the virum dimension. And Radigate, who is... You didn't get, like, a real good look at him. Is a kind of like a blue dude with fangy teeth yep. and, like, a strange sword. He says, it's so easy for mirror dimension to capture people because people are always looking in mirrors trying to make themselves look nice, that's probably because people are disgusting.
2: <laughs> yeah, Radigat thinks that humans are the grossest.
0: I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> well. It's all its all relative, because Radigat's true form is like a horrifying bat
1: monster. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, let he who's without sin and all of that, you know. Yeah. Right. So
0: we cut away from there, and we are we cut to Ryu having tea with Granny and the purported fiance, and
2: I think her name is Emiko. Is that right?
0: Uh, I wrote it down. Yeah, somewhere. but yes. they don't, they don't tell us no until like five minutes at the end, and then they're just like Emiko, and I we're just like given saying to that name, name as
2: though it is not the first time we've heard it.
0: Right, this happens all the time, way. okay, Michael. great. Yeah, they just, they never name anyone until someone, ex- even in a situation where you would think, like, oh, they're being introduced over tea. Maybe we could have Granny introduce them. <laughs> like, oh, Ryu, this is Amiko. Amiko, this is Ryu.
2: Nope. No, it's because every scene starts in the middle of that scene. Like, we never see the first 10 seconds of any scene.
0: Literally ever, I think, in this show or Die Ranger.
2: So they're having dinner and out of nowhere comes Raita, and he is wearing like dark sunglasses like a black and white like checked suit and he is purporting to be a loan shark and he just comes over and starts roughing ryu up like hey man when are you gonna give me that money back
1: 10 million dollars he says yeah
2: well it's it's probably 10 million
0: yen
1: that makes more sense
0: But
2: still... Which is still
0: not an inconsiderable amount of money.
2: And honestly, the first time I watched this, it took me a second to recognize that it was Raita, because the actor was just, like, doing such a great job of being, like, a jerk gangster loan shark. Yep. It was amazing.
0: I was really impressed, because it took me a second as well. Okay, so uh, the actor who plays Raita, Michael, is also in Die Ranger, Right. Right, wherein he, oh, okay, he's so Tor. you watch the, he's Tor, the giant turtle. I know Tor. Okay, so in
2: in Die Ranger, yeah. Tor is um, oh, Die Mugen, Die Mugen, who is you know a giant six thousand year old robot turtle. Yep, who right. carries around the rest of them. He is also a dude named Cameo, mm,
0: who has like yeah.
2: glasses and overalls. And has like wished himself into amnesia because he doesn't like fighting and transformed himself into a human.
1: Of course. And the, Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean like, why not? Do. And that actor is the same actor who plays Raita, the yellow owl from Jetman.
0: Yeah. And both Cameo and Raita are sort of like like well meaning but hapless nerds. Yep. And so when he is this guy, it's like, oh wait, wow, that's the same actor. No kidding, that's just not who you are. You're 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 just acting, right?
2: You are a real actor who can do characters, and I kind of forgot that. <laughs> okay, and so after he's had a moment to sort of like set that particular hook, Calry comes in and really takes it to eleven.
0: Yeah, so she is like all tramped up, and her hair is like super teased out, and <laughs> she says like, Ryu. Have you forgotten your promise to marry me?
2: And then she looks at uh, Emiko and things get real for a second because she looks at her and it's like, what could you possibly see in her more than me? And you can tell that she meant it to be acting and then she realized that it was real.
0: Yeah. And Emiko, there's like a moment yep. between them. There is some, some like lady telepathy. That like Amiko sees what's happening. Not that it's like a fake out, but she kind of sees through fact... the fake
2: out into the fact that right. Kauri is actually in love with Ryu. Yeah. So this is all going according to plan. Unfortunately, the Virum are absorbing people into mirrors, like around the corner.
0: Yeah. So we find out that you, first of all, you do not, any size mirror is a danger, because this little, like, it's like a teenage girl, and she's looking at like a makeup compact, and gets sucked into that.
2: So they all run out to try to find it, which I guess kind of blows their cover, because, you know, clearly, when they all run off together to go kick a monster in the face, like, they all at least know each other in a more than Lone Shark capacity.
1: So, uh, is the Jetman program, like, secret?
2: Sort of? You know, I'm not quite clear on that. Because people know that the Jetmen exist, and they have, like, a big building that is their headquarters. Right. I think the identities of the Jetmen are kind of secret.
0: Right. I think they're secret in the sense of, like, that, like, the Navy SEALs are secret. Like, you know they exist, but you're not supposed to just, like, wander around and be like, oh, yeah, I'm totes a Navy SEAL. Right. Okay. I think it's supposed to be like that.
1: Sure. So they,
0: they, like, run around the corner, and, like, they see this kid get, like, sucked into a compact, and they're like, oh, no way! Like, and they run and check it out. And then they just explode. Yep. Those explosions like literally out of nowhere. That's
1: exactly what happens.
0: Yeah, that happens. Again, that also happens all the time. Of course. Like, there's not even a... It's not like there's an attack and then something explodes. Just... Like, there is an explosion and then
2: you see what shot them and then the fight is already in progress. Yep, right. So it is Mirror Dimension and Mirror Dimension, he's got like sort of standard looking monster arms and legs... His torso is just like a big flat mirror. It's like he's wearing a big mirror sandwich board.
0: Yeah, and his
2: head is this sort of like angular, geometric, sort of like jackal face, sort of.
0: Yeah, that's fair to say. Yep. Not okay. So there is also a mirror monster in Ranger. and we this we this like keeps coming up. But the mo- monster costumes in Ranger are so much better. That in Chetman. Man. Like, the mirror monster in Die Ranger looks amazing.
1: This mirror monster this guy's is not so...
0: right.
2: No, I mean, yeah, it's, it really lazy. is just a sta- sandwich board with a helmet.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, the fiance, so, like, there's an explosion, and, like, they turn around, and then a, a tentacle, like, shoots out of a window? What well, shoots not, out of the like, mirror? Yeah, but I'm sorry, not like out of a mirror. It doesn't like break through the mirror. It's it's it is emanating from the mirror. Yes, and it like grabs Ryu and is like choking him out.
2: Raita and Kaori are able to like save him from the tentacle, and they all go to attack. And it, <laughs> in the meantime, the Wait, Matt. Yeah, what's up?
0: Sorry. There is a beautiful moment where, like, Raita is struggling to get the tentacle off of Ryu, and Kaori is just, like, knife-edge chopping. She's just, like, karate chopping the <laughs> tentacle. Nothing is happening. <laughs> it's just, like, wiggling, but it was a great moment.
2: So, the uh, I think Granny and uh, Emiko have come around the corner and see them fighting. Yeah. They're able to so get are... free of the tentacle, and, like, Ryu jump-kicks the Mirror Dimension. They start to sort of square off again, but by this time, Guy and Akko have shown up. Mirror Dimension realizes that he is outnumbered, and so he teleports away. Yeah. But this has effectively ruined the let's ruin Ryu's engagement plan. Because next time we see anything, like we are they are all together at dinner at Granny's
1: house. Right. And she basically says. says, Oh yeah, you guys are superheroes. Great. Yeah. They've somehow explained <laughs> it to her. Zero reaction. And like, she doesn't... It, that's just fine, I guess?
2: It's She is not surprised at all. Like, she doesn't approve because she's worried that Ryu is going to die without giving her a grandchild first.
0: But that right. is her
2: only objection to the story that these five people she just met are Superheroes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is great. So Ryu says, Granny, I'm fighting for the sake of Earth. And Granny is having none of it. She's like, You need to get on baby making. That's what you need to do. And Ryu gives in. <laughs> he's just like, Well, okay. <laughs> like, and again, like he's just out of fuel. Oh, man. And Guy
2: is grinning like a jaybird. He is so happy that Ryu is going to have to marry this girl.
0: This okay. This is the only thing I can think of, right? So Granny is clearly also like a martial arts judo master because we saw earlier in the episode she just like hurls Ryu around. Oh, by the way, Michael, the Jetman all have super strength, right? Okay, of like course. even
2: when they're not transformed.
0: Yep, sure, yeah. And so Granny, who is like an eighty year old woman, is like tossing Ryu around. Not like not like Superman super strength, but maybe like. Like Spider-Man? Right, yep, sure. Of course. So, the only thing I can think of is that maybe Granny is also... Like, dude, I don't know. Maybe she used to be, like, a costumed hero? (laughs) I don't know, I'm reaching, man.
2: Again, it makes as much sense as anything else.
0: (laughs) As literally anything
2: else. Okay, so Ryu relents, and he says, Okay, I promise I will meet with her one more time.
0: And Granny's like, okay, awesome. So we cut over, and, like, Ryu and Emiko are kind of talking, and Granny's, like, creeping in the background. Oh, yeah,
2: she is straight creeping. They are up on, like, a pier, and she is hiding behind a tree, complaining that they are not talking loud enough for her to properly eavesdrop.
0: Right. So the (laughs) the girl... (laughs) She says, now I see that you're a true warrior, because that's how real humans talk. <laughs> so, so she says, so I see that you're a true warrior, and, and then <laughs> she's like, so now that I've met you, I definitely don't want to marry you.
1: Yeah, this well, other it,
2: yeah, it's like meeting you... Like, getting this close to maybe marrying someone else has made me realize that what I really want to do is marry this, like, cattle rustler in our hometown.
1: That's... Cattle... Cattle man. I don't think he's supposed to be a rustler. That's That's true. true. That's definitely the charitable interpretation of what she says. (laughs) <laughs> As opposed oh, yeah, to, like, I right. I met you, and actually I've decided that I want to marry literally anyone else. There's this guy <laughs> I know, I guess he has cows or something. He'll do.
2: He'll do. Right. <laughs> right. Just, just anything a, like, other than a guy who runs away from dinner to go kick people in the face. That is not the sort of life that I want to be near.
1: When you put it like that,
0: that's so. a reasonable
1: sentence.
0: Yeah, that's actually... I can see that you want your husband home for dinner, maybe not punching apartment buildings in the face. <laughs> and she, okay. So then the girl says also like clearly you and this other girl, Kauri and Ryu's like, wait, what? And she says, wait, do you not, maybe I shouldn't say anything.
2: Yeah, she says, like, oh, sorry, Uh, you must be completely blind. Uh, (laughs) That lady who came up is 100% in love with you. I, like, I honestly thought that she was going to be, like, really angry with me because you were already lovers. And I am stepping in the middle of something. So I'm going to go home. Uh, You have a nice life. Uh, Maybe you should, uh, like, talk to that lady.
0: Right. See you again. Never.
2: She starts to walk away, but she accidentally walks next to a still pond uh, that I guess is close enough to a reflective surface that it counts as a mirror for the purposes of Mirror Dimension. Yep. Yeah, dude. No place is safe.
0: Like, like I'm seeing my reflection off my windows. Mirror Dimension can capitalize on that. He's a far-reaching monster. So So she gets sucked in. Right. Uh mirror dimension appears. Ryu does a little fighting Grinnum soldiers. Oh, those dudes in the black with like the weird like machine gun hands. Yep. Those are called the Grinnum soldiers. Of course. Why who knows.
2: So they show up. Well, Maria shows up with them in tow. And there's a the fight here is actually a really cool solo like out of costume fight for Ryu. Yep. He does some flips. He throws some people. He jumps up into a tree and then gets machine-gunned out of that tree. It's a good move. Well, it's a good move until he gets machine-gunned.
0: Well, yeah, okay, sorry. It was good until the machine-gunning. So, the chief sees this on her monitors. You know, I just thought about this, that, like, the chief just must have cameras spread literally everywhere. Because everything that she sees is from, like, a third-person view. Like, she is seeing on her monitors what we are seeing on the television screen. Right, like, she is just watching Jetman. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know where these cameras are, but they're around. So, she sends the rest of the Jetman. She's like, you guys gotta go help Ryu. Like, flash cut, Jetman arrive, and Ryu's like, all right, let's do this. And then they cross-change. Yeah. And then the fight is like joined in earnest,
1: basically. Yeah. Oh, well, but they actually don't cross change yet. Because. Oh. Okay, no, go for it. Mirror Dimension has got all of these people in his chest. And if they kill Mirror Dimension, they're going to die.
2: Yeah, so if they transform into the Jetmen and destroy this dude, uh, then all of those people are going to die.
0: Yeah, so they're not sure. Like, they don't know what to do. And so the the, the mirror
2: dimension just starts zapping, like trying to hit him. And actually, it's a very, it's kind of a cool effect because he's shooting a big laser out of his like mirror torso. And it shoots out in the shape of like a cube. Like, Yeah, that's pretty rad. It's like a square laser. It's neat.
0: And so he just kind of is blasting at them. And the jet men, untransformed, are kind of like, they're just dodging.
2: And it gets to the point he has sort of like herded a couple of them together. I think it was uh Ryu and Raita, maybe. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Sort of herds them together and they're about to get zapped out of nowhere. Granny comes running from out from behind the bushes. And what I think is going to happen because I haven't seen this episode in a little bit is that uh she is going to take the hit and that Ryu is going to get mad.
0: But yep. that is not yeah. what happened. I what happened totally is so that much to be the case. So what actually happens is that Granny runs over and like pulls out her own compact, reflects mirror dimension's energy like trappy blast from her own compact onto Maria the Viram Commander, who then gets sucked into Mirror Dimension.
2: So now Maria is trapped in there and it's like, hey, you need to let me out of here. You can't let them like kill both of us. But apparently (laughs) Mirror Dimension, like, can't just
0: let one person out. No,
1: it has to be Yeah, this is
0: like a... Right. So Granny drops the best line of this entire episode. It's incredible. And she just says... She says... They're like, Granny, that was incredible. How did you do that? And she says, and I quote, Mirrors are important to women. They should never be used for evil.
1: Is this show always like this? Or is Uh, this a particularly good line? No, Uh, this
0: is a a good line.
2: This is is not a particularly amazing episode of this show.
0: Right.
1: Okay. This show is amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. When I say that, I don't mean to say that this is not an amazing episode. I mean that relative to the other ones.
1: It's always this amazing. Yeah, it's always this good. Right.
2: Once so, again, I yes. would like to uh, extend my condolences that you are in the middle of watching. Um, you just finished a three-parter, I think, <laughs> where you had two Jason David Franks acting opposite of each other.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, acting's a generous word. <laughs> Definitely talking.
2: I mean, he's <laughs> they are... he's good at kicks. I will give that to the Frank. He is good at kicks. Uh. The rest of that job, he might not be the best suited for. Not so
1: much, no. Yeah, not, yeah. Maybe. He'll leave. The, he'll leave the show in like four years. Yeah, he sticks around for DM, a long right? time. Oh, he's he stays on into Turbo. Oh, that's right. We've got we've got a What's... lot of Jason David Frank left. Turbo was what they all have. Cars, they all have right? cars. Yes.
2: Yeah, that is the uh, that is the adaptation of Car Ranger.
0: Okay, yeah, right on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had like a real brief ADD moment where I was thinking about like cars and rangers and then I was thinking about Mad Max and how it would be amazing if it were like a post-apocalyptic car ranger. (laughs) That would be
2: amazing. You should watch the first episode of Car Ranger because they get their powers from an alien who looks kind of like halfway between Yoda and the baby dinosaur from the show Dinosaurs. (laughs) <laughs> uh, who is from a planet that is basically post-apocalyptic? Car Ranger.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, of and I definitely need to do that. Is that the? Anyways, okay. So <laughs> mirrors, mirrors are important to women. Oh, by the way, just because it hasn't come up, Michael, uh, the Jetmen are empowered by Berdonic waves. Like that's how they got their superpowers. Uh, uh okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to go with, okay. Yeah, there's a whole big origin story. So anyways, mirrors are important to women. They shouldn't be used for evil. Mirror Dimension, at Maria's, like, insistence, lets everyone out. And then, then the jetmen Men cross change and, like, everything really gets started.
2: So they all try to kick Mirror Dimension, but they kind of bounce off of his mirror chest. Like, their kick is reflected, I guess. And then their next move, because they're idiots, is that they're going to shoot their lasers at the mirror, which (laughs) doesn't... Okay, I'll tell you, it goes exactly how you think it would.
0: Yep, right. So the attacks get reflected back on them, and then they say, like... And then Ryu says, concentrate fire on the mirror, as though that's not literally exactly what they just did. No, concentrate. But this that time it works.
1: That makes it better.
2: Well, this time they use their. Well, okay. Four of them use their weapons. Like Ryu and Guy and Kaori <laughs> right. and Akko pull out their swords and they all attack him right in the mirror chest.
0: And then Ryter right <laughs> just throws a giant rock. He at
2: just him. throws a rock the size of himself at the guy and it just shatters the mirror.
1: Is that... Does he, like, have a rock attack? Or... Yeah. Many
2: of his attacks are rock-based. Right. Okay. Yeah. Actually, even his jet has, like, a giant claw that drops down. You know, like a like a, a carnival thing where like he a, try to get yeah, a yeah. stuffed animal out of the thing, that sort of claw. Yep. There's a claw yeah, his... that drops out of his jet to pick up rocks to drop on people, and that is his jet's special attack.
1: Okay, so that's his thing. He's right. throwing rocks at people.
0: Yeah, basically. So they hit it with a bird bomber slash a rock. Mirror Dimension goes down, and then he, like... He collapses and turns into, like, the weird dimensional spider scorpion. And then that thing sort of, like, freaks out and spasms. And then giant mirror dimension appears.
2: So, of course, the, the jet machines are summoned. Uh, we get the Jet Icarus transformation, which is great.
1: It's a good transformation.
2: It is yeah. a good transformation. I think Jet Icarus. We said uh, last time we saw it. The actual robot Jet Icarus looks a little generic.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: but he's not the best. But uh, the transformation sequence is very cool because it's all sort of mid air with the jet planes.
0: Yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool bit. And Jet Icarus does something that is pretty unique and cool. That Jet Icarus can apparently just summon weapons, like it has. I don't know, like, extra-dimensional storage space or something. Because last episode, which was the first episode we saw Jedarchus, by the way, yep. they summon, like, a like a Naginata, and then they fight with that for a minute, and then they pull out their Berdonic saber. And this episode, they just have,
1: like, a hammer.
0: Just a big hammer.
1: Right, so that's not, like, a regular <laughs> hammer that they always have for their hammer attack. That's just... No. They can create a hammer sometimes, I guess.
2: Just sometimes yep. they have a hammer, sometimes they have a spear. Right. Sometimes I think they've got like a like a ball and chain sort of thing.
1: I,
0: I can only hope that that's true. Uh, but their finishing move oh, and so they is use the always the, the Bredonic Sabre. Right. Yeah. And then Bredonic Sabre, because that's like their... That's their thing. Like they open with something else, and then you get Bredonic Sabre. Sure. That's the... Sure. And so the Bradonic Saber Mirror Dimension, which is like this cool sort of like leaping jet powered sword attack thing.
2: And that's pretty mirror much it. Like this, the, the, the giant monster fight is a very short, like a very small percentage of this episode. Yep.
0: Yeah. So we're done there. We cut to the five jet men kind of like hanging out. Clearly some time has passed. Because Ryu has gotten a letter from Emiko that says, like, hey, Ryu, thanks for everything. I'm happily married. You know, like, life is great. Let's
2: send a picture. Again, though,
0: it's like, see you never.
2: And they're talking about the whole experience of fighting the Mirror Dimension. And they start saying, like, yeah, well, you know, Granny was really the one who saved us all. You just can't beat someone with that much experience. Like, yes, the elderly are wonderful (laughs) and we need to take care of them. (laughs) It's like this weird, like, moral, like, the more you know sort of moment at the end.
0: Yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. (laughs) So then we see, as they're walking, we see Granny, like, shuffle running down the sidewalk, calling for Ryu.
2: And she has in her arms, like, a whole pile of we didn't mention it earlier, but, like, she has, like, these portfolios of perspective uh, fiancés. And she's just carrying a bunch of them. Gets up and is just shoving them into Ryu's hand. Like, we need to find you a wife. Ryu, like, passes some of them off to Rita. Like, you can have this. And then he just starts running. And that's the episode.
1: Um, yeah. I have a question so that's... about the end of the episode. So at the mm-hmm. end of the episode, like, a narrator comes in. And he basically says, like, she's in love with him, he's in love with Justice, this is all stuff that's going on. (laughs) Does that happen all the time? Uh, no, it happens sometimes. Right. And I
2: think, honestly, it happens when they don't have enough time in, like, the 22-minute episode to shove in enough story. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like, we've got all this stuff to cover. We have 30 more seconds. I can't write another scene. We're just going to have a narrator say it.
0: Sure. Why? Again.
2: Who knows? knows? Anyway, so, that is the episode. So, uh, Dave, I'll start with you. What was your high point of the week?
0: Uh... Hmm. I was gonna take the low hanging fruit, but I'm gonna go a little bit back and say my high point is when Granny straight up owns Ryu uh in a like impromptu judo match. Uh that was beautiful. Uh
1: how about you, man?
2: Uh, I think well Michael, what was your high point first oh, I'll yeah. go last
1: um I feel like my high point I'm gonna go a little out of out of scope my high point is the end of the episode like the closing theme where oh like yes. five eggs become one giant egg and then they've all got June buggies and love can become a bird but it can <laughs> oh, also become you? a cloud <laughs> what Everything about it was like, okay, I think I understand this show, and then there's 30 seconds of this weird ballad playing while even more bizarre stuff that I don't understand happens.
2: Oh man, I'll tell you if you think just if you think that's weird, which okay, just you're let it right. Wash over you, if man. you think that's weird, you are right. What you should do is, have you ever watched an episode of Zou Ranger?
1: Yeah, we've seen one, I think.
2: Did you do you remember the ending to like the end credits to Zoo Ranger? Because those are also completely nuts. What
1: are the endings like? Someone getting
2: surprised by a dog in a tuxedo. (laughs)
1: Wait, no, 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 no. What? What? There is a
2: scene where like I think it's Dan the Blue Ranger like gets out of a fancy car, looks across like the way, sees like a. Bulldog that is wearing a tuxedo, and Dan is so
0: surprised that he falls over. Amazing! I'm I'm looking it up right now so I can watch it when we're done with this. Yeah,
1: I, I'm with you there.
0: Um, so, <laughs> so Matt, what is your what's your high point for this? I episode? think my
2: high point for this episode is um, the lone shark character that Wright had put together.
0: Oh, that was beautiful! It
2: was so good. Um, and it also reminded me when he was, like, picking, because, like, Raita, Michael, is, like, you know, I mean, I guess you could guess it when you saw him throwing a giant boulder, but he is the strongest of them. Right. But he's also very unassuming. Yep. And so you kind of forget it, especially when they're not in the middle of a fight. But he just, like, picked up Ryu and was shaking him around. I was like, oh, yeah, Raita is, like, the dude. Yeah. is amazing. Uh, Okay, so let's go around. Dave, what is your low point this week?
0: Ooh, I think my low point is uh, it's just Mirror Dimension is kind of a lame looking monster. There just wasn't a whole lot. There just wasn't a whole lot going on. Yeah, I, with I, Mirror I did Dimension. like the head
2: bit, but the rest of the body is literally just a box.
0: Yeah, it's just it's real boring
1: uh michael how about you man low point of the episode um, oh i don't know that it had i mean here's the thing you don't have to. i'm have sure one. it had low points but for me every part of this was so much better than what we've been doing for two years <laughs> like my low point is that next week we have to watch an episode of power rangers instead of watching another episode of Jetman.
2: that's uh, that is that is valid
1: we we appreciate your sacrifice. Um,
0: Matt, how about you?
2: Ranger Danger, watching the Power Rangers so you don't have to.
1: Yeah. That should be you guys'. Is that your slogan? Uh, if it isn't, it should I've, be. I've suggested it, but I don't think it's ever stuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Matt, what's your uh, what's your low point of the episode? Uh,
2: I'm going to say my low point of the episode is that since it was so like jam-packed full of stuff, They only had, like, 10 seconds for the giant monster fight.
1: Yeah, it was a bit short. Mm.
2: And, like, I guess they kind of already solved the riddle of that monster, like, just smash it in the chest and then shoot it with a laser. But it would have been nice to get a little bit more out of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So I think
1: that's it for us. Yeah, yeah
2: I think that it's going to be it. Um, before I go into the closing bit, uh, Michael, do you want to remind everyone where they can find you online?
1: Yeah, um, you can find us on iTunes at just search for Ranger Danger, or I think we do pretty well for Power Rangers. Uh, RangerDangerPodcast.com is our website. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff. But yeah, the website's got links to everything. So that's probably the best way.
2: Right on. Awesome. So that is going to do it for another episode of the Jetman with a Golden Gun. Before we finish up, I'd like to remind you all, you can email the show at SuperSentaiBrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes, check out the things we mentioned on Twitter, get in touch with us there. We are at SuperSentaiBros. Uh, yes, I am worried that calling it Super Bros makes it sound like we're a couple of bros and not actual brothers, uh, but brothers was too long. So we are at mm. supersentaibros and it has bothered me for over a year. (laughs) If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week.